Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. It is an absolute pleasure to have Mark Possels with me here as our guest on Chat on This. Mark is one extraordinary human being and someone I know you're going to love to hear from. I have had the pleasure of having known Mark for over 20 years. He's inspired me, guided, supported, stretched and challenged me and continues to do so. So thank you, Mark. Um, During his many years of working as a chiropractor, coach, mentor, Mark has contributed to the chiropractic profession in so many, many ways. His drive to make the true essence of chiropractic a household word has led him to establish Quest Chiropractic Coaching back in 1995 to serve um, on the New Zealand College of Chiropractic um, Board uh, and to be a founder and supporter of the Australian Chiropractic College and has sent well over, this is amazing, well over 100 students to Chiropractic College. He developed and pioneered the revolutionary innate model program and authored the innate model book that introduces us to the easy way to play the game of life and practice and business. Mark measures his success by the success of others and skillfully uses his vision, intellect and uh, quality communication to empower and inspire chiropractors to a higher level than they ever imagined was possible. So welcome, Mark. How exciting to be doing this in person. I know, it's amazing. Thank you, Katie. Oh, it's you such so a pleasure. And just thank you for your contribution. I mean, obviously with this this product, but way beyond that with, with your, the, you know, everything that I've known about you and experienced with you since, well, 20 years ago, um, was is one of uh, can do. Just, you know, it's like, oh, okay, fine, let's do it, you know. And, and Katie's never been afraid to, to step forward and to engage herself in the tough questions. And uh, it's been really inspirational to, and, and a real privilege for me to, to have you as a, as a colleague and a friend. And, oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. so good. So, you know. Way too kind. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> That's gorgeous. Well, today um, we, are, we want to delve into what it is to trust our intuition. Now, for many people, that might sound a little bit fluffy, um, a little bit uh, esoteric. However, um, what we're now seeing in the science is that actually to be able to trust our intuition or to be able to understand that feeling in our gut, uh, there is a lot of magic that can come along with that. Mark, maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit about what you believe the term means, trust your intuition. What does that mean to you? Okay, so um, maybe maybe we can look at what intuition is as distinct from, say, instinct. Yep. Right, because there's two very very separate um, phenomena there, and then we can maybe look at the, the trust factor and so on. Um, and so you know, if you if you look at the the our brain, our hind brain, is responsible for the collection of data from the past uh, to survive. Yeah. Right. So uh, the hind brain, be it left or right, is is there to um, 
to run pre-programmed um, patterns or, or, or structures uh, and behaviours that are primarily gearing us to survive and get away from danger. Yes. Right. So that's instinct. You know, mm. it's innate. It's mm. it's it's a wisdom within us um, that uh, has been passed down through um, our evolution. So so there's there's um, uh, if you if you like to to talk from this position, if we're in a state of fear, mm. we go we downshift, we go into our hind brain, yes. and uh, we go into our instincts, right? So we go into our instinctual behaviours, um, which could be to um, to run or to fight or to uh, evade or you know negotiate somehow a, a, a way a particular situation to get back to safety. Mm. Right, so that's a that's an instinctual behaviour and 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 the organ associated with instinct is the gut. Yes. Right? The organ that's associated with with this is is in the hindbrain mm. and the, um, the vagus nerve and the and the gut connect mm. and there's a there's a um, a hindbrain function that mm. takes place. Um, that um, feeds our gut. Our gut is, as some um, many researchers have said, it's like the brain gone south. You know, it's, yes. it's, a, um, it's a, a functioning unit of, of uh, um, um, receptors, of neuroreceptors, and neuropeptides, and all the rest of that that allow for us to process information. Our immune systems in the in the gut, and that our responses are, to a large degree are, are there. So. Yeah, you know, that's that's one category, and it's not to be confused with intuition. Mm. So if we if we look at that as okay, we downshift, we go into our instincts, we do whatever is instinctually um, necessary for us mm. to get by. If we if we upshift, mm. or when we're operating in the frontal or prefrontal cortexes or the frontal part of our brain, left or right, we then are in in the land of um, uh, exploration. Mm. We're we're driven by curiosity. Uh, and we um, have trust in life. You know, mm. in the high brain, we don't have trust in life. Mm. You know, we're we're distrustful, distrusting of mm. of all phenomena. You know, yes. Everything could be a danger to our life. So, yes. so, so at that at that level, um, we're disempowered from uh, gaining intuition. Mm. Now, intuition, I, I would see, is is like the next uh, dimension. Yes. Right. So it's a, it, it transgresses um, time and space. So mm. we we go from the first dimension, we call quadrant one, to second dimension, quadrant two. Um, you know, from a line to a mm. to a from two dimensions to mm. three dimensional, which is our our world that we, we live in mostly, which is a quadrant three. Then in the fourth dimension, which um, transcends time and space. Mm. You know, so so and fifth and so forth, but. If we if we if we look at that, then it's like okay, in that uh, prefrontal cortex, then we're we're experiencing um, the the field around us, mm. right? So so if we look at our our descent, if you like, into into the physicality that we are, mm-hmm. or that everything is everything is you know, that we can see and touch and feel quantifies is physical. So we, we've descended into that from a high vibration. Mm. You know, physical mm. matter is, is a very, very slow vibration. It yes. has to be that in order to exist. Mm. You know, if the vibration heats up too much uh, or vib- it vibrates fast and too fast, then it just dissolves and disappears, right? So so uh, if, if we look at that descending pathway from wherever the zero-point field is or the, you know, the singularity point or whatever it is that, that that's, everything's 
manifest from, mm. uh, and there's many different explanations of this, um, the, the consensus seems to be, well, there was this, this, this energy, this, this voice, this sound, this, this phenomena that, that then sort of exploded out into um, a slowing down of that vibration. And at the lower levels of that, then um, the vibration can be sensed by by senses or by by ourselves, or and we can interact with that. So you know, like dogs, for example, can hear vib- you know, vibrational um, sounds that we can't hear. We can't see that. It doesn't mean it's not there. It's just that you know, you have a dog whistle, and a dog whistle doesn't sound like anything except the dog pricks your ears up, mm-hmm. and they, they mm-hmm. you know they they do something mm-hmm. around that. So so. Um, if we see that we're in this this soup, if you like, of energy, of vibration, mm. um, which we utilize in many forms, you know, mm. the internet, and Wi-Fi, and, and so mm. they're, they're all they're, they're going beyond the physical. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't say they're not existing. That's know, right. So they're, they're just existing at a level that we can't see. So I would say that that the prefrontal cortex then is like an antenna system. Um, into that field. Yes. Right. So the the field then has information. That's mm. what um, you know. Frequencies carry mm. information, and mm. and the um, tuning into a frequency then receives that information. Mm. So we're mm. downloading that information, and we're uploading that information. Mm-hmm. So we see that as an intuitive exchange. Yeah. And and that you know one of the primary uh, the primary drivers of the innate model is curiosity. Yes. Yeah, that is the, that's where it all begins. The antithesis of that is certainty. Mm. You know, so certainty is, is, a, is a lose-lose situation. Because mm. There's no growth in certainty, but there's huge growth in curiosity. Mm. So, so when we're curious about things, we, we line up that, for, that, that forebrain, mm. and, and that then starts to bring into us flashes of, of, of things. Brilliant. We, of, I yeah. don't know. Where does it come from? Yeah. I don't know, mm. but it's just there. No, it's mm. not through my education. It's not through mm. uh, life experiences. It's just like they just know. Mm. And children are amazing at this. You know, they they run their characters. They have their their imaginary world there. And you know, it's it's a um, a connection with with another another source, another, another realm. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. So just to summarize a little bit, because what you've just shared with us is blowing my mind uh but what what we're saying is that uh we do we can operate um instinctively from our hindbrain when we're in fear for example um and we play old tapes if you like mm-hmm. and that will happen almost at a an unconscious often level yep. we're often it's a mindless level uh where we're not necessarily thinking i must react in a certain way it happens almost automatically However, when we uh, open ourselves up with curiosity, we tend to, we can tap into that forebrain, that prefrontal cortex, and without necessarily knowing, um, certainly not with our educated brain, but we can experience um, this brilliance, this, um, it's where growth happens, it's where um, the magic happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, The challenge, of course, for us as human beings is that we um, can often default far too easily to our home brain way of functioning, I would say. Absolutely. Um, and the challenge really for us to grow in humanity is to try and up upshift. Yeah, which is which is a um a paradox really because um 
the the word try, yeah, no, yeah, is is something that is, involves effort, involves yeah. hind brain activity, yeah, right, yeah. So we can't use that tool, yes. um, for ascension, yes, you know, it, yeah. it's, So so it's and, and it's endemic in our in our mm. vocabulary, you know. Mm. We all use that mm. that word, um, and when we start to dissect it, so well, is that useful to the outcomes we're after? Mm. Uh, and relative to intuition, uh, and we use the word trust. We use mm. the word trust there. That that the trust that it's going to be fine, that it mm. is fine, that's in perfect order, that there's nothing to change. Mm. Um, therefore, it's not about um, doing anything different. It's mm. not about having anything different. Mm. It is a state of being, though. It's mm. a state of being uh, being something relative to the outcomes that we're after. Mm. Right. So, so then, um, when we when we up upshift into or stay in our in our prefrontal cortex, mm. it allows us to have um, these avenues open. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean we have to you know sit around and, and meditate for ages. Although meditation is a really valuable tool mm. in this context, um, but it does mean that we've got to allow ourselves to be non-judgmental mm. about. The process we're in right now, mm. like you know, for example, I'm sure that you've you've had this, this situation. Listeners certainly have had this situation there that where you know you think of somebody that you haven't seen for ages, and uh, you know the phone goes, or mm. they knock on the door, or mm. you know you run into them around mm. the corner, or wh- whatever it is. You know, there's mm. there's a connection that sort of suddenly takes place. Um, we we have fun with this in the practice. You know, just go through old files, go through mm. files of people who haven't been in for. A, period of time, say, mm-hmm. you know, two years, three years mm-hmm. sometimes. Honestly, we've had situations where we've done that as a group, as a team, which mm-hmm. which obviously amplifies, yes. it creates a coherence. So mm-hmm. it amplifies that that phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the phone goes and there's, you know, the Smith family wanted to come back in under care again. I mean, it's just like, wow, where did that come from? You Absolutely. Know? So. It's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the exciting aspect of it all. So tell us a little bit. Um, so many of us are so familiar with your incredible innate model. Um, how does this concept relate to it? You did touch on it just briefly, but um, can you maybe just give us an overview of the innate model um, so that people might understand? Okay. Well, everyone understands it. Yes. Everyone uses it. Yes. Um, and sometimes, you know, we have different labels for it and mm. sometimes we're not aware. So so um, being aware, firstly, being being the observer of oneself so that mm. um, we can look at um, just the, the most simplest of activities, there's a certain process to it um, that we as a human being go through, you know, be it waking up in the morning, getting out of bed, you know, the certain rituals we do, um, the... And within every one of those, you can unpack them to there was an idea of doing that something. You know? There's an idea like clean my teeth. Um, that then there's got to be some technology around it. So it's like, well, there's a toothbrush and they've put bristles on, so you use a bristle end and you know, da da da. Um, and then there's a there's a technique to using it. So you go up and down, you go know, round about, you cross, and you do you know, various things that are within that the scope of that particular activity, and then. You start to think, okay, how do I do this better, easier, faster, quicker? You know, what uh, what brand of toothpaste is a is a better better proposition? Mm. What type of toothbrush, electric one? What, mm. you know, and you know, there's 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 all sorts of innovations around toothbrushes. Mm. So, in other words, um, 
that's that's a process of column one, two, three, and four. The one mm. is the why. The two is uh, what, what it is. What's the, the substance of the science of it? Um, and then we we look at the application of it, and then we look at the exploration of of mm. it in the further further areas. And this is where um, uh, the innovation comes in. This is where reinvention of self comes in, and this is the area of intuition. Mm. You know, we get we get flashes of oh wow, it could do this, we mm. could do that. And you look at all all history of development of, of human beings mm. has been, you know, from a, from a rudimentary thing, an idea, rudimentary thing that gets the idea some support, um, making it practical, and then reinventing it and putting it into, into something different. So that's mm. four quadrants yeah. acquiring, and they do it sequentially, you know, so, which is really, really cool. So anyway, so baking a cake to open a door to um, design, running your business to relationships. I mean, there's, there's every, every interaction we do as human beings uh, we run it through our brain and the associated organs. So, you know, the, we mentioned the gut before. Mm. The, um, the the quadrant one part has the the heart as its mm. reference point. So there's a lot of science showing the coherence between mm. the heart and, and the um, and, and the brain, and particularly the right frontal. So mm. you know, there's there's a um, uh, an, an interplay there. The the cerebral brain is the quadrant two part. So mm. that's where we. Uh, think things through. It's logical. It's linear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's structured. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of references. You said before, references the past. Mm-hmm. So it looks at you know what what's been before, and then extrapolates. So is this dangerous based on what was before? Mm-hmm. And if it is, uh, then we avoid it, or we we manage mm-hmm. it, or we do the other work. We've got our radar mm-hmm. going. Hey, this could be a problem. So so um, if if that passes, mm-hmm. uh, the conditions are put on it. Then it goes into okay. I'll give myself permission to do. Mm. So, so that's the uh, that's the flow. Then, the, mm. then obviously the core four part is saying, well, okay, what else is possible? Here, where, where can we take this? What could be? What can we do with it? Um, uh, it will take into account what's gone in the past, but also will take um, account as to yeah, what's into the future, yeah. and it does that through pulling in new data. Mm. So, so that's the intuitive part that then exaggerates mm. as it flows across into core one again. Mm. Um, which quite might be sort of excited, the heart starts to pound, the heart oh. starts to say, oh, wow, I've got a new mission here, this is cool, you know. And so that then takes this new data in from the ether, if you like, mm. or from other people's thought waves, mm. you know. I mean, there's good, you know, Sheldrake's work on, mm. on you know, dogs and know when it's coming home. Um, and, you know, the like even like from some a crossword um, is easier to do, to solve, uh, in, the, in the newspaper, right, in a, in a publication that comes out that morning, mm. or it could be Wordle. Mm. Now, now, I haven't seen any data, data on Wordle yet, but mm. um, the, um, a newspaper ad, uh, sorry, newspaper crossword, uh, is easier to do as, uh, as the day goes on. Yes, no, there has, yeah. there, there is, yeah. um, I've seen data about Wordle. Have you? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. as the day progresses, yeah. the chances of you getting it in one or two hits mm. is much greater than at the start of the day. Yeah. And that's yep. this idea that there's this collective knowing, mm-hmm. that this collective um, consciousness. Yeah, consciousness. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> are you? I'm just um, considering something here. So, if, with the innate with the innate model, we go from quadrant one to two to three to four. Can we jump to four? Is it possible to tap into this consciousness uh, when we are feeling unsafe? Yeah, it, it is. is. It is, yeah. 
Right. Talk yeah. to us about that. So if yeah. we're in a state of fear, we can still tap into this mm-hmm. this um, this higher consciousness. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to necessarily address that safety issue, or our, our brains will already be doing that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. so we, we come from a position of uh, firstly being curious. Yeah. Wow, isn't this fascinating? I'm doing fear. Mm. Right? That, mm. you know, and whatever that situation is, you know, money mm. and people or things or mm. whatever, right? So uh, I'm doing fear. Isn't it? And, and isn't this amazing how I can do fear so well? And so what, with that, what we're doing is we're, we're involving our, our quantum two part mm. and giving it permission to exist. You see, so in other words, it's not to, what, what we, what we resist will tend to persist. So, mm. so we, this is about allowing ourselves to, to accept our part that is in absolute fear. And mm. you know, what, what I might do on that one would be to, isn't that interesting? I'm, I'm having these pictures of the past and then mm. I'm bringing forward to as if it's now. Mm. Um, and then I'm freaking out. And then uh, I'm, the freaking out part becomes quite a three part. That's, a, that's the behavior associated mm-hmm. with it. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that really cool? Look at me doing mm. this. You know, I'm going back to something that, that's that happened way back and um, imagining it's happening right now. And I'm comparing it to what's happening right now. Then I'm then going through this bizarre behavior. So, um, so then when we want to own something, uh, we're going to stay on top of it, right? It's, it's useful to stay on top of it. So we're going to be able to ride it, mm. you know? So <clears throat> it's like, um, say you're on a bolting horse, you know, you've, uh, you've got to stay on the horse and lean forward into the horse. Not on the bolt of nails is thrown through me, but anyway, <laughs> the, to use an analogy to stay yeah. over your skis, so to speak, to stay yeah. over the horse to, to stay on board. Mm. And and when we do that, when we own our, our behavior mm. that's a response to this uh, imagined past thing, mm. then we can have some uh, settling down or guidance to mm. that, and then we can take it up into the quantum fourth. Mm. So it's, I mean, this is a nanosecond thing, but but we we um, are curious about our state, but constantly mm. the observer of self. Mm. Uh, we then take ourselves out, outside of ourselves when we're doing reactive stuff, but observing ourselves and loving ourselves. So then we can go into our uh, our behaviors. We we might want to amp them up. You know, so oh, come on, you can do you can do much much more bizarre than that, you know. And so, but when we start to do it consciously, we start to to actually. Uh, bring our behaviors into a loving field, then it, it dissipates the charge, mm. you know. And there's all sometimes a bit of a giggle, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god, yeah, mm. you know? and, and immediately we do that. We're going up in the quantum four. Yes, yes. So it's yeah. So it's it's but it goes via that. But now what what I would say on that <clears throat> too is that people have um, everyone has preferences based on their mm. past. Um, Behaviors, experiences, mm. learning, cultural, all the rest of it. So, you know, some are highly stacked in the quantum one, some mm. are highly stacked in two, in two, three, and four. So, and some are even and all, and mm. some are lopsided than, you know, all right, all left, mm. all front, all back. Um, you know, they're all perfect. Mm. The question is, with certain outcomes, um, what do you, what would be useful, more useful? Yes. Because, it's, you know, if, you're, if we're all hind brain, um, it becomes quite unuseful to be inventive and, and mm. ex- expressive, and, and mm. so on. if we're all uh, forebrain, it's quite unuseful because we have things in shambles the whole time. 
it's a mess and we go from one thing to another and tipping back and forth and nothing gets done mm. or, or followed through on. Mm. So, you know, and so that <clears throat> I think having that that awareness of mm. um, we have all parts mm. and we have preferred parts. Yes. You know? So some of those preferred parts are really, really useful and, you know, we work with them. They're our superpowers. Mm. Other preferred parts are very seldom used mm. uh, and they can be a block. They Nanker. can be a yeah, well, they can be something that, that holds us back. Mm. So, you know, in terms of partnerships, we generally tend to find we, we gravitate to those uh, those who are opposite. Mm. Um, in in businesses, we hire for the gaps. Yes. You know, we, we're all in a team. Mm. We're always, you know, we, we're picked for the gaps. I mean, you look at a, look at a rugby team, you know, the, mm. the halfback is not the same height as a lock. No. You know, yes. and, the, and the the hooker is not as good a kicker as, uh, as the fullback. You know, I mean, yeah. you just have these positions where, People using their super skills um, for a given outcome that's collectively, in that case, um, uh, good for the whole. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, how does this then relate to uh, health and well-being, and specifically with chiropractic? How uh, can we live our best lives, our vibrant lives, um, given and also keeping in mind this this idea that that it would be um, beneficial for us to be able to tap into that higher consciousness. How does that play out? Okay, so if you observe a person who's um, um, aging, what's their classic pose? Stooped. Stooped, exactly. Mm. Right. And so in that stoop process, there's there's cord tension that comes onto the brain. Yes. And it comes into the frontal cortex. Yes. Right. So that you know, there's that that mechanism that comes from the sacrum right up through, it's like a plastic bag and it comes over the top of the outside mm. of the brain and then it attaches right at the very mm. front and it, and it pulls back because of the, that mm. forward tension. Mm. It's not about 60-mile play, but it just, mm. that play gets all eaten up with mm. that. And so it doesn't allow the circulation and, the, and the, the cognitive areas to function as well as it could. So like from a structural point of view, you know, that um, posture is not particularly useful. The erect posture is, right? So... So there's a, there's and it's a structural thing. It's not it's mm. not a volitional posture. Mm. Thing. It's you know, making yourself stand up straight. Mm. You know, you know? Um, so so within that that then there's a neurological component. Oh, like that's a mechanical pressure. Mm. But there's a neurological component, and there's emerging science to to show this that that the firing of every um, um, articulation of the body, uh, of which the, the spine is a massive. Uh, sensory feedback mechanism, mm. sending information up to the brain all the time. Mm. Um, if that is not coherent, if it's not working properly, mm. um, then, you know, from subluxation where, the, mm. you know, the, the articulation's not working properly, the nerves around the area are mm. starting from, from um, nutrients and they're being pulled on or pushed on or squashed mm. or stretched, then that affects the mm. fire in the brain. Mm. And it tends to stop us uh, regulating. Mm. The information because we just get you know hyper hyper volume of information going up to the brain, yeah. and it, it's like static electricity that that, that charges the frontal area. So mm. we can't engage in high levels mm. uh, when when we're in the state of protection. You know, we, mm. we're, we're constantly in, in this protection. Mm. That noise is not getting um, it's not being blocked off mm. in the brainstem. Mm. It's carrying straight on through. Yeah. So we can't modulate, we can't regulate, we can't, you know. So those are huge factors in, in behavioural 
um, and cognitive and physical function. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So you're saying that um, in order for us to be fully expressive, to live our best lives, to be able to um, constantly um, access that higher consciousness, we need a spine. We need a body. We need our joints to be moving and functioning properly so that our brain can then perceive itself internally and externally in a much more efficient, optimal way. Absolutely. And feedback. And way. feedback the other way. Yeah. So um, just to flip it on its head, what if that didn't happen? What's the consequence of that? So say we we are in that um, mm-hmm. locked up state, for example, mm-hmm. um, that would have huge ramifications on our health, whether it be a baby, an older person, mm-hmm. a teenager, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And essentially I think, you know, um, what we're all finding very exciting as chiropractors is that finally uh, we're able to, we've experienced this for over 100 years in our practices, but the science is catching up. Yeah. And, of course, the empirical evidence is always the slowest to come along, but it is showing that that is exactly what happens when we, um, you know, analyse the spine for any areas of subluxation, we can help the body facilitate the removal of that, then suddenly that brain literally is, lighting up it's switching on it's reacting um and creating yeah it's pretty exciting yeah it is it's it's amazing it's pretty amazing <laughs> it's pretty amazing it's so, and it's so simple and it's so simple yeah. it's such it is really so simple yeah. and um straightforward yeah. so how do we tap into that you know what are the other ways we can tap into our intuition our higher consciousness okay well as i mentioned there meditation is 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 one area that I find useful, um, and and it doesn't have to be complex. You know, it's mm. a guided meditation, but something that, that brings us into our centre mm. um, and allows us then to to uh, take in the space that's around us and into into that greater realm. Mm. Um, the um, I think from a conscious level, which I think is, is probably more more important because that then starts to feed back into the unconscious. Um, is to is to be curious and be like a child, you know, in terms of their intense curiosity about how things are and mm. what works and what happens when I do this and do that, and, you know. It's it's like life is a bunch of experiments, and and you know we have our main op- uh, operating um, motto, if you like, in the in the practice is is workers play with a, mm. with a purpose. You know, mm. we we have a direction, we have a purpose, we have you know we want to go and. Um, we, our primary responsibility to ourselves and to our people is to be playful, mm. you know. So humour is, is a massive um, uh, assist in, in, in this cognitive aspect. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty well accepted that, that humour is a major factor of um, healthy ageing. Mm. Um, you know, people in their hundreds are the ones who tell the best jokes, I think. Yeah. Um, Papa jokes are okay, too, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're going more and more okay for me. Well, for me, but not, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so the ability to to, to laugh, to um, have, uh, to to act courageously, yes. I think is to you know to step into that quadrant four part, yes. and it, it wakes it up because yes. the majority of people have been culturalised out of that. You yes. know, the majority of people in, in our society have, have been um, pushed into um, being put into a class of of kids where you know everyone's the same age and everyone moves up at the same pace. Everyone gets the same um, information, which is appeared to the to the average, the mean curve, you know. Um, and if you're outside the bell curve, then you're you know you're a problem. 
Um, and you move, you know, you sort of get labels on that, you get grades on that, and then you're all tipped off the end of this conveyor belt at the end, mm. uh, supposedly all being educated. Um, but it's just educated for, a, for that factory of um, society, you know, to, to fit into the culture, mm. um, not to expand the culture, not to innovate, not to, to generate. So it's the people that sort of tend to fall off the edges of that uh, conveyor belt, the ones that most of us will be working for down the track. Absolutely. Know? So, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's sort of... Um, so in terms of, you know, how is it, there's so many different ways in which we can stimulate mm. or to allow, maybe it's to allow that, that imperative heart to flow. For it to um, be available to us because it yeah, is always available It is available. It's always there. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. So we need to be playful. We mm. need to laugh. We need to have joy in our life. We and need grateful. to be grateful is a big yeah. one. Prayers, and connected. Prayers are really, really valuable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very, yeah, I, I absolutely, yeah. that gratitude. Yeah. It's not, tell, um, it's not telling God. No. It's being grateful for God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that may mean yes. to, 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 to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's the big one too. Yeah. Being brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Being courageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, how exciting. And um, keeping your nervous system tuned up. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that just goes without saying. I'm, Does you know, I'm taking it from. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're in a paradigm, you, yeah. you think. That's in the subject. It's a given. It's a given. Yeah. Go on. What? Absolutely. (laughs) And we don't wait for things to break down. That's the other thing. In Mm. order for us to be our most brilliant selves, Mm. we need our body to be functioning optimally all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we want to run an experiment on ourselves. True. Yeah. Yeah. We could not drink water for a week and see what happens. Or, yeah, we could could bind part of us. So, like, one of the techniques that that I use is it was developed by a guy who, Realize well if I'm if I'm going to be fixing this subluxation, I better be able to create in the first place. So mm. Dijonette then would would um, uh, constantly push a vertebrae that was moving really nicely. It push it out of position day after day after day after day after day after day after day, and then the body took that as being normal and it stayed out of position. Then it could come along, you know, and then measure what happened when it was out of position as compared to. It. Was in position and mm. what happened to the nerves, the fine the blood supply, and everything around it, the heat, and all that mm. sort of stuff. And then he, he would devise a technique where he'd push it back mm. into normal, mm. you know, and mm. and then, you know, then measure again mm. and, and say, okay, fine. So we're able to subluxate and we're able to uh, allow the body to unsubluxate. Mm. Um, so sort of tick, you know, and I thought that was, you know, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So that's a playful got, way of to distraction. Know, <laughs> know to create. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't part their things and pass their things. No, it probably would not. (laughs) One final parting question. Mm -hmm. When we, um, uh, as chiropractors, that's my my reality. Um, I get to play with people, my community, every single day, and it's such an honour and I'm so grateful for it. Something that I know many of us chiropractors and many people around the world will um, possibly also have this question. If we are caring for people, serving people who are in a very stuck state um, and perhaps they're operating in that very instinctful, fear-driven, hindbrain state, what is the one thing that we can do to help them shift, to help them access something greater? What would be your Outside tip? of adjusting, you mean? Outside yeah. Yeah, checking and adjusting them. Mm. Okay. Um, I think probably... Uh, Behavioral. Let's let's assume that that you know the people that come to see us mm. are they're beautiful, they're magnificent, mm. they're perfect, exactly mm. the way they are, mm. no matter how disfigured or dysfunctional. 
right? So when when people get into um, uh, an environment um, that breathes some life or light into into their lives, there's a tendency for them to take on new positions that mm. will elevate. Mm. Um, and you know, this is a question of nature and nurture. Like you know, most of the medical systems is are yeah, it's it's all just just based in in your in your genes. You know, mm. you're, you're determined to be sick. You're determined to be have you know self-destructive parts in your body that are just going to take over. And you know, that's that's how it is. You know, you just get over it. You you know, you, you luck. It's just luck. It's just luck. <laughs> or age. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, and but then. You know, we, we come from a position of yeah, an epigenetic approach mm. in that, in, mm. in that um, this is about how we nurture. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's and, and really the science is like 5% or less than 5% mm. of mm. the disease is actually genetic. Oh, you know, yes, we had Bruce most, Lipton it, yeah, go through this with us. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. so most, most mm. of it's it's, um, uh, it's the external environment that person's mm. immersed in. So if we create an environment in our practice mm. for uh, for that, if, if if we have a playful, loving, caring environment that uh, that challenges people, that puts mm. you know makes people uncomfortable from time to time, and, and you know allows them to to investigate themselves, um, gives them give them clarity around rules so mm. they understand you know what, where they're going and where, based on what they want, you know, and we, we coach them through that, and mm. some of it's very short term and others long long term, mm. um, so that they realise they're on a journey, mm. and so then. In that context, we're, we're all on our own journeys, and mm. no, they're all unique. So mm. uh, that's the that's the amazing part about chiropractic. It's, it's an individualistic um, mm. profession, whereas uh, once again, the medical system is is communistic. Yes, you know, it's it's willing to sacrifice a few for the good of the many, and it's willing to treat everyone the same. Everyone has the mm. same uh, amount of substance into their mm. in their body because they have a certain symptom. You know, and it's like, well, I mean, that that. Isn't respectful of the individual. That seems so, crazy. Yeah, it does. But anyway, that's that, you know that's what we're doing, and mm. it's beautiful at another level. Mm. Um, so we've got this experiment that's happening in mm. place in, in humanity, yeah. and remember, mm. we're at very low levels of vibration. So, mm. um, you know, as we ascend through that, it becomes you know it becomes mm. like quite fascinating, and um, we can play with that. So, in, in that context, you know, it's about allowing people to have the environmental moment that we. We can offer in our offices, and that could be a whisper in their ear. It could be just mm. a nice, light, mm. little, gentle touch, or maybe mm. a heavy punch to the body, or whatever yes. it is. You know, that's, yes. that's appropriate for that person at that time yes. um, to uh, become more self-aware. That's right, yeah. and we can be doing that with all of our little, all our relationships oh, um, totally. and all our interactions. It's that totally. gentle nudge, that um, that open, curious mind, um, that connected, caring, mm. compassionate self. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to be uh, transcending into our wonderful intuitive selves as we do all the time and so perfectly mm-hmm. and wonderfully. Mark, thank you so much. I am very excited to be starting my week. Um, we got to celebrate um, a wonderful occasion last night, didn't we? At a beautiful it was restaurant. Right. It was so, so gorgeous. <laughs> and um, it's the start of a beautiful week. The sun is shining. And um, thank you for your time. Thank you, Katie, and thanks for all that you do. Amazing.